No matter if points are gained or points are lost, there will be much to discuss. For analysis regarding tonight's Winnipeg Jets game, here are Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsberg, and your host, Drew Mandel. The Illegal Curve post-game show starts now. A hearty congratulations to yours truly, to Dave Manouk, to Ezra Ginsberg. Gentlemen, we've accomplished something. We had as many shots on goal tonight as Mark Shifley. Combined, we had as many shots on goal tonight as Mark Shifley. I am honored to be in such heady company as the three of you. The only difference is we're not fighting for our playoff lives, and the Winnipeg Jets are. Good evening, Winnipeg. You also don't make $6 million a year. That too. That's the other well, difference. Dave and I, I do something else. you do. I knew there was something else that I that I couldn't quite put my finger on, but that's it. We're not professional hockey players who are who are making six million dollars a year. That's the other thing I couldn't quite get wrap, wrap uh, my brain around. That. That's why I'm Good here, evening. Drew. I, I'm here to refresh your memory. I'm here to provide you know some backup commentary. That's why I'm here. That's I appreciate it, Ezzy. Thanks for continuing your intro. Let's finish that intro. Yeah, then now let's go with the intro. Good evening, Winnipeg. Good evening, Manitoba. And for all those joining us live this evening on our YouTube channel and all of our social media platforms, we say good evening, universe, and welcome to the Illegal Curve post game show. We're here to discuss the Winnipeg Jets, an inexcusable defeat at the hands of the St. Louis Blues. By a three nothing margin, a game that the Winnipeg- wait 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 Drew, I was, I'm only here to discuss the Moose win in Chicago. Oh, well, then you're going to be a little while. We got we got to get through the Jets game first. Ah, and, sorry, sorry. You know, and, and this isn't you know, look, this is the sigh. Yeah, the, the sigh is that what you just said? The sigh. Yeah, you know, th- th- this was pathetic. I mean, this was just pathetic. Uh, I I don't know how anybody in the Winnipeg Jets True North organization can watch this and say this can go on any longer than the 11 games that are remaining in this regular season, plus the playoffs if they get to the playoffs. I just don't know how anybody can watch this tonight and say it's good enough. Because I know it's not good enough. Dave, you know it's not good enough. Ezzy, you know it's not good enough. It's enough. Period. This team has gone as far as they can. They, uh, I, I'm not going to question the professionalism of the players. I don't doubt that they know that they need to be better and that they need to do more. But pardon the cliche, folks. It's results-oriented business. And yesterday, by the hair on the their on their on their chinny chin chin. They escaped out of Nashville and got a win. By the way, Nashville was losing last I saw tonight. I think it was uh, 7-0 is what they lost to the New York Rangers. A Jets team barely squeaked like seven, past them seven in nothing. overtime. And Nashville was de- lost 7-0. And I'm pretty sure it was 6 nothing in the first period. It was. So you go to St. Louis. Cal- Calgary lost in overtime last night. You're in a playoff spot. You need a good effort. You need a good result. You need to win four points this weekend. And this is the performance you put forth against the St. Louis Blues team uh, that has been that has mail that has been done for so many weeks now. It, it's just inexcusable, and you can't sell this bill of goods any further. 
And that's just it, 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 that's just the long and the short of it. And I know it's not fantasy hockey like the general manager like to remind us, uh, you know, a, a few weeks ago. But this isn't good enough. You can't sell this to the paying public anymore as satisfactory product. Drew, I would rather watch you watch Cocaine Bear than watch the <laughs> hockey that I just watched because that was, first off, I mean, you're right. I mean, and the thing is, like, I, you know, I didn't, I'll admit, I didn't watch most of the game yesterday. I was with my kids at Fun Park. It was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> it was. I'm sure you've gone there. A little bit more Drew. believable. Just a little bit yeah. more believable. But I, I caught some of the game, and, you know, you're right. I mean, the Jets could have easily lost that game, right? Like, it was a comeback win, and, you know, you love the fact that, you know, Ehlers got the goal, Lowry, you know, tied it up, and, and you know, Neil Pionk, who it's been well documented on this show and other shows that Pionk hasn't had the best season, right? Mm -hmm. So that was a big win. So you're thinking they're going to carry that over. And another thing, too, if a Nick Ehlers fight can't get the Jets motivated and, and back into this game, like, what's it going to take here? And I'm with you. Like, the two penalties that were taken by Mark Shifley and Blake Wheeler, two wheel, two leaders on your team, forget the fact that Wheeler doesn't have the C or even an A anymore. I mean, these are the leaders, the core veterans on your team. Like, the penalty by Shifley is just a lazy penalty, period, in the defensive zone. Like, it's just a lazy penalty by a guy who, you know, just looks like he's not engaged in the game. Like, where was Mark Shifley tonight? You mentioned no shots. Just, like, it's, it's, it's kind of mind-boggling, guys, because – Yes, you have other players on this team that, that can produce offense and that can get the job done. But Mark Shifley's right at the top of the list, along with Wheeler and, and Kyle Connor and, and Nick Ehlers. So, you know, we talked about it on yesterday morning's show. You know, the power play continues to struggle. Dave, you know, pointed it out on Twitter. You know, it's just 0-4, 0-4, Like, they just can't score on the power play. When Tory Krug, by the way, Tory Krug, I don't know. If he's, mind. I, I don't know if he's okay or what's going on off the ice, but I'm not sure why Tory Krug decided I was, you know, I had Ruben beside me watching this game. Or pardon me, it was actually Ariella. I, I obviously don't know which kid is which. <laughs> You're eating a Ruben while while right, watching the right, game next right. to Ariella. So Ariella's sitting beside me and she's going, Daddy, why is that guy keep hitting the stick on the glass? And I'm like, I, I honestly don't know. So like the Jets are gifted a four-minute power play, Dave. Let's get Dave M in here. We're almost seven minutes in and Dave M hasn't said a word and he's the, he's the loquacious one. But, you know, you're thinking, Dave, like, a four-minute power play late in the first period, the Jets are going to pop in a couple goals here, or at least a goal. And and it was just, it was terrible. Like, it was just brutal. Like, they had a few chances. Uh, you know, I, Nick Ehlers had a, a, a shot from kind of the top of the uh, face-off circle that I remember. You know, Morrissey was trying to get pucks through to be tipped. But, you know, that four-minute power play, Dave, it actually, not only did they not score a goal, it seemed like it took momentum away from them. Look, I mean, guys, the power play is pathetic. Four games now, and, and we said this before we, we got rolling, but, you know, you can throw out the game against Boston. They've got the best penalty kill in the NHL. They're the best team in the NHL. So you go over five against the Bruins, okay, you can, you can forgive that. But you didn't score against Carolina. You didn't score against, hold on, who am I forgetting? Uh, well, obviously, you didn't uh, score yesterday. against St. Louis. Nashville. You didn't score against Nashville. Yeah, it was over four against Nashville. It was over four. But Desi's right. I mean, look, that four minute—that was all the momentum in the game. Yeah, right. Like that was the opportunity to to build back up, and and the Jets just didn't take advantage, and they just didn't have it. And and it, and guys, I mean, we we've been talking about this for a long time. I mean, this is, you know, uh, it's not. There's no movement. It's slow. 
I mean, all we hear about the Jets' practice is, oh, they're crisp. They're moving it around. They're firing around. They're not stopping. Da, 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 da. I mean, Kevin Sawyer talked about it on the broadcast. He said, basically, they're all individuals out there. They're not really moving. They're staying in their own uh, spaces, mm-hmm. and they're not really moving around, and there's no speed. So that's not that's number one. That's not not so good. And I cannot, I cannot fathom, and I guess we could ask Rick Bonus when they're back in town, why is it he refuses to go back to Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, and Nikolai Ehlers? We talked about it on yesterday's show. We talked about it on the post-game show. We talked about the muscle memory. We talked about, we looked at the, the, the advanced stats, Drew. You don't need to go over them again. I'm sure everybody who's in the chat and who's fired up about it right now, they were there yesterday. But suffice it to say, you know, this that line was dominant. They were dominant across the NHL. That was a dominant line mm-hmm. for the Winnipeg Jets. What do you need right now for the Winnipeg Jets who cannot score a goal? goal you need score. a dominant line. Yeah. And you know, Ehlers, Connor, I don't care if Connor's dealing with whatever he's dealing yeah. with. And it was Dubois, Ehlers, Connor, Connor, and Dubois. Niederreiter, right, Dave? Like that was the line yeah. that Rick Bonus started the third period with. I don't know if that was the first line out there. Well, but... No, he, he started that because Ehlers was in the penalty box though. Oh, right. Okay, that's a but, good point. But yeah. the point is they never went to it. No. The point is they sure. never went to it. When you're down one nothing, when you're down two nothing, when you're down three nothing, and you never go to the line that had success. It, it, it's I, I tweeted about it. I mean, it, it, it's it's borderline coaching malpractice, and that's a line that I that I pulled out. I think last year in discussing Dave Lowry, and Dave Lowry was over his head as as an NHL head coach. You know, he wasn't suited for the job. Are you talking about when Zach Sanford started overtime? Uh, I mean, I was talking about any number of instances in that case. I don't need to rehash Dave Lowry's coaching job, but this is this is. This is poor by Rick Bonus. It's just poor to not put that line together when you need offense. I don't know what his reasoning is. I don't understand. You know, you Dubois has been out score. of the lineup a little bit, maybe, no, but... but it's been it's been longer than that. I mean, it's been yeah. longer than that. No, you're right. It's not been a season long thing. Yeah, to not go to that line tonight at some point in time or yesterday when you were struggling and you know barely pulled off a victory against a Nashville Predators team it just doesn't make any sense i mean look you you mentioned Tory Krug Krug was out of the game for the last 45 minutes of this game he's not a bit player on the St. Nope. Louis Blues he's one of their second two best defensemen i would say yeah yeah absolutely uh, and so so and it's not like the, you know behind Krug there's a lot there's you know an overwhelming you know level of talent stepping up to fill that role they have some nice pieces on their back end they have some veteran guys still on their back end but the jets that's an advantage a player on the opposition loses control gets kicked out of the game and do the jets take advantage of it no I mean, Mark, look, Mark Shifley's performance tonight was inexcusable. Mm-hmm. To not generate a shot on goal in this game when your team needs you the most. And to take a defensive zone penalty. I, I really think that that really can't be. I mean, sure. I, look, at, I'm not going to overblow this. But you, you watched Shifley five to ten seconds prior to that penalty being taken. And he's kind of lollygagging in his own zone. And you're down two nothing when you're trying to hold on to the last wild card spot, right? So I agree with you. Shifley was not good enough tonight. Where is the professional pride from Mark Shifley? Where is the professional pride from Mark Shifley? I'm gonna give Blake Wheeler a pass because Blake Wheeler just doesn't have it anymore. Blake Wheeler is at the back end of his career. 
an, a wonderful career in the NHL. But to rely on Blake Wheeler to be the driver and the catalyst and everything else, now you don't want him taking bad penalties. So he has should have to own up for that. But he's not going to be the one who's going to carry the team on their back anymore. That has to be Mark Scheifele. And he doesn't do it. He doesn't do it. For all the big game he has talked in the last number of years about wanting to be mentioned in the same breath as the upper echelon of players in the NHL, his actions do not reflect his words at all. They do not. He's a great, Mark Scheifele is a great offensive player. But he's not even he's a, a great terrible... offensive player anymore. In spurts, well, Dave, great he's got, offensive true, play. He's got 37 goals. Like I know I mean, that, that puts him top 10 in the league, right? He needs to, but when has he done, when has he carried the team through a malaise? No, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that if, if you want me to sum up, like, you know, let's not mince words here. I mean, he's a good offense. He, no, he's a great offensive player who's terrible defensively. And I think you can question his desire. Yeah. Right. Like, like I, I, a guy right. who a guy who wants to lead his. Uh, first off, I don't think he's a great leader. I like, I, I think Adam Lowry is a great leader. I think Josh Morrissey is a great leader. You know, when it, people when it was... in the chat can disagree with me, but I, I, I don't know what has Mark Shifley done um, aside from scoring goals that makes him a great leader. When has he carried the team and, and said, you know, it hasn't been since seventeen eighteen. He was great. He was a dominant force in the playoffs in 17-18. Mm-hmm. That was five years ago. What have you done for me lately, Drew? Well, you know, it's true, though, Dave. This, well, of course, been... uh, Drew. How many, how many times have we heard the expression, it's a results-based business? Yeah. I mean, the fact of the matter is you don't get to, I'm going to quote Al Bundy again, you don't get to go and say, well, I scored four touchdowns mm-hmm. for Polk High back in the day. That's, you know, that's my claim to glory. It's it's you can make as many Al Bundy references as as you want. One of the best TV characters of all time, Dave. You know that as you know, I'm always going to go for an Ed O'Neill reference if I can. But but the fact of the matter is that it's and again, look, this isn't just on Mark Shifley. I mean, again, we're looking at Kyle Connor and we're saying, where is Kyle Connor gone? I mean, it's time to put a picture of Kyle Connor on a milk carton and say he's missing because right and and that to me, those are upper echelon guys. Those are the guys like look, Adam Lowry scores second goal in 45 games or whatever it was yesterday. That's great. We, you know, but we've talked about what at the end of the day, when this team needs to be, have some guys put it on its back on their back, who is it going to be? And it needs to be 55. It needs to be 81. It needs to be 27 from a forward perspective. I'm talking about, you know, we could obviously talk about the defense and we know who those guys are. Right. And we know that 37 is, is the primary carrier of, of this team uh, at the, you know, Throughout, throughout the course of since he's become the starter back in 15-16, but or become a full-time NHL, I should say, 15-16. But for me, yeah, it, it absolutely begins and ends with with those guys. And, and, and you know, again, Rick Bonus's reliance on Blake Wheeler on the power play. Yeah, it, it's, it's just, it's inexplicable it. to me. I mean, like I said, when you're not, you know what, it's funny, like, who, I don't know who said it the other day, but it was like this idea of hollow, like these words, hollow victories. And these and these and these words that have no meaning. It was seventeen. It was Lowry. What's that? Eddie? You you were asking who you didn't remember who said the hollow victory. Oh yes, comment. It yes, was Lowry. yes, it was Adam Lowry. Yeah. yeah, you're right. But my point is, who I thought was was one of the better Jet forwards tonight again, right? Like he yeah, tied the game yesterday, and that's what I'm saying. Like his actions, Ehlers to me is a better leader than Shifley. 
Honestly, well, like he's well, trying he, to get he, his team fired up. He's trying to create like he's got to stop he, with the acting though. He he does a little too much acting on the ice. He's he's looking for he's looking for like an Oscar. Well, just, that's just a side gig. Hockey's still his number one <laughs> thing. But look, at least Ehlers, you know. You're, I agree, Dave. You know, he ducked the cross check. Uh, oh, uh, you know, but he I got mean, up, at least he, at he least got up with, with a burr in his saddle. Yeah, absolutely. No, and again, like I said, he went after Shen. Shen's tough, and Shen yeah. kicked his ass, to be honest with you. But like, at least Ehlers, it was funny because originally my tweet was going to be something along the lines of, you know, don't make Nikolai Ehlers bleed his own blood. You don't want to see Nikolai Ehlers get angry. Shen kicked his ass, but I mean, at the end of the day, you want to see the Shen's guy at least. Tough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. But at the same time, like, look, I, I, I tweeted this. I said, if that doesn't get this team going, you know, you got this one of the smallest guys on your team, but at least he's showing some heart. At least he's saying, like, let's get in this fight, literally. And yet no it's push. like it's no it's response. like it's like it's like wah, wah. Dave, look at the guys who scored goals. Like like Australians are beating the Jets now. Obviously, I'm joking. <laughs> Nathan, Nathan Nathan Walker is a good good little little uh, spark plug hockey player from Wales, grew up in Australia, right? But look yeah. at the guys who scored the goals. Kasperi Kapanen was claimed off waivers. Yeah, yep. And I'm not diminishing what these guys are doing. I'm just saying, like like the leaders of this team can't put the puck in the net, and the guys that are scoring, you know, are are, are you know, like it's just it's unbelievable. It is unbelievable how much they are struggling. Like, yeah, you look at the advanced stats and you look at the shot volume and everything like that. Like Nashville didn't put a lot of rubber on Connor Hellebuck and neither did the blues tonight. Like, yeah. I, like I remember the first period, Jordan Cairo had a really good chance. Hellebuck made a glove save. Like, but it's not like the, the blues had 17 high danger chances in this game, right? Like this, this is no. a game where again, the jets had their power play opportunities. They mm-hmm. didn't do a lot about it uh, with it, but the majority of the game was played at five on five. And as drew mentioned, the three guys, that were so dominant, you know, through the first 20 to 30 games of the season for you, they're not put together and you just don't have anybody really producing enough offensively. Right. So, I mean, now you're in a position where Calgary plays LA tomorrow and they play Anaheim on Tuesday. Calgary has a game in hand. They could actually be tied with the jets. If the, well, that would, I guess mean the jets wouldn't win on Tuesday night, but the point is, you know, they can, they can move within two points of the jets by winning against LA on Monday. Well, look, if you if you had to say based on the, the recent play of each team, Calgary will overtake the Jets. I mean, you know, you just look at how they play. They're not getting necessarily the same results as the Jets, but you know, they're playing a harder game and they're and they're and they're and they're more engaged than the win. I mean, it's just the it's the lack of give a shit that is almost as concerning as the result tonight. Yep. I would agree you with know, that. It's it's the it's the satisfaction, or the, the it's it it it's just the going through the motions. Like that third period starts. Where's the push? Where's exactly. the push? Where's well, also the during the, the first four or five minutes, or maybe not four or five minutes, but the first two or three minutes, Jets had the first five shots. Dave, if I'm not mistaken, of right? Game started Low- yeah, it started with the th- the Lowry line. Started it off. And, you know, it looked like, you know, the Jets, you know, had the, like, it, you know, they were doing all of the right things, as Drew says, the tired cliche, the process was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kasperi Kapanen scores, and it's like, all of a sudden, you know, the Jets, they weren't generating a lot of offense for the majority of the, the first period, right? So, I mean, it's it's a fragile team right now, for sure, but... There's there, there's fragility and then there's you know lack of effort and carrying and I don't want to hear about the all of the, the you know the Jets badly outshot the Blues and everything like that like how how many really good chances did this team have especially on the power play like it just 
it was one of the most disappointing losses of the year, I would say. I think it's up at the, it's up at the top of my list for just because of the importance, Ezzy. Because of the importance of tonight's game. You know, there's been other losses that are bad this year, but none that were so disheartening. That's the word I would use re- regarding the Jets' performance tonight, is disheartening. Where mm-hmm. was the care? Where was the effort? Where was the demand on the end? Indiv- where was the demand to be better? It wasn't there from the vast majority of the team's players and the highest paid players on this team. You know, Adam Lowry is going to give you the Adam Lowry effort. But Adam Lowry, as we've talked about, is a fourth-line player on a, on, a, on a good NHL team. But he gives you the effort. I mean, the guys at the bottom of the roster, and I see people in the chat saying, well, you guys are only focusing on the top of the roster. Well, the guys on the bottom of the roster are limited in their talent. How much – hold on. If if we're really expecting more offense of, out of Saku Manalainen or Kevin Stenland, then, then we really have a, a bigger problem here. Well, I mean, it's just not fair to, to say that, you know, you need more. Sure, you need more from the bottom of your line, but they're, they're limited. They don't have more to give you. They give you a solid effort, and that's, you know, you can never say that, you know, Lowry and Stenland and Barron and, you know, those guys uh, and Manalainen are, aren't, you know, giving you what they can. They just are limited in what they can do. Right, and and Kyle Connor, like, I look at, I, I, I mean, Again, I, I didn't watch most of the game yesterday, but tonight, like, I, I thought he was pretty good. Like, you know, but again, pretty good is not going to cut it at this point. And and the thing is, Drew, too, like, I, I still think the Jets will will hang on to the last wild card spot. Maybe that's just blind faith. I don't know I what it is. Blind faith. I don't know what but you're basing that on, my, if they, my friend. If they do get into the playoffs, how many people <laughs> think that the Jets are going to beat Vegas or Colorado or Dallas or Minnesota in a first round series? Like the only way it'll happen is if Hellebuck is amazing. And obviously, you know, all of the other things have to be there too, right? Like you have to get depth scoring and everything like that. But to me, that's the biggest concern. It's like, what is the ceiling for this year's team? Like if they make the playoffs, like I just don't, I don't see this team flipping a switch and all of a sudden going on a miraculous 2018 run. There's there's no reason to believe it, Dave. It, Drew, you it, have to read that that uh, that comment because that's one of our sponsors, by the way. <laughs> Frank, our, <laughs> our buddy Frank Zappia is in the chat, of course. Frank of uh, Zappia Group Realty. Him and his brother Maro, big Jets fans, big fans of Illegal Curve, proud sponsors of the show. Well, Maro's uh, actually an Oilers fan uh, yeah, first and foremost, but he likes that's the Jets okay. too. Frank says they need to spread out the offense and put grit on every line. The lack of fight has to change on each line. Hundred so percent right, Frank. And I'm I'm not just saying that because Frank's a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, 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 Dave, I mean, you just, I, I just don't know what's left to believe in, in this team. You know, mm-hmm. it, it, you know, you know, every team goes through some doldrums right. every through every time, every team goes through some, we've got all the Zappias here. Dom Zappia is here as well. I think a cousin to Frank and Morrow, of course, uh, oh, brother. You know, what's that brother. Oh, okay. There you go. You, you, you knew more than I do there as a, but you know, you, you just go up and down and I just don't know what, what's left to grasp onto that says they're going to pull out of this. Well, I mean, that's, that's the $64,000 question. And uh, when I account for inflation, Drew, that's the $5 million question right now, because look, what, what has this team shown since game 30? This was game 71. We're 41 games through mediocrity right now. And this team hasn't shown that they, the only thing this team has been consistent as is that they're inconsistent. But they, they've been, they're not even inconsistent anymore. They are, they've been consistently bad for the last 40 games. 
Well, that's fair. But I mean, they, but they've won occasionally is what I'm saying. Right. They've interspersed some right. losses with wins, you know, even if it's one for every two. But the fact of the matter is that this Jets team just, uh, they don't have the answers. They just don't have the answers. And, the, you know, and again, nobody wants to hear the tired cliches. We played well. We played well. We played well. That's great. Tell yourself you played well when you're golfing uh, because, you know, you played well, but you didn't win enough games to get into the playoffs and do some damage. Look, you may get into the playoffs. I, look, I'm not suggesting this team's going to win the Stanley Cup, but I think the Connor Hallibuck is good to, to win you around. And it also depends on the matchups and stuff like that. But, but the fact of the matter is, Right now, this team is just, and again, Rick Bonus, we, we've said this. I don't care how many years you've been in the NHL, whether you're a first-year NHL coach or whether you've been in the league for 50 years. You're open to criticism. Nobody is infallible. I mean, mm-hmm. Scotty Bowman is as close to as infallible as, he, as you can get, you know, because he won so many Stanley Cups. But the fact of the matter is, and Rick Bonus himself said this, right? He said this, you know, and I thought it was an interesting quote. I, I don't remember if it was in training camp. But he said something about how he needed to get better every day because he's never won it. What does he want? He's never won a Stanley Cup. And the fact of the matter is, so it means that Rick Bonus's decisions can be criticized. You know, again, he's a head coach. He's got a lot of experience. We're doing it in a respectful manner. But the fact of the matter is you can call into question the decisions. And to me, right now, his lack of desire to change the power play is extremely questionable. His lack of desire to put back the one line that you knew, like I said, when, when we were talking about that 30-game block, when you were getting lots of goals, mm-hmm. I mean, what are the Jets not doing right now, boys? They're not scoring goals. You know, every once in a while, they'll have an offensive outbreak against the Oilers. Well, you had an offensive outbreak against the Oilers against, I don't know if you saw the, the chart of, of the worst goaltenders in the NHL right now. Yeah. Well, you know, I Jack think Campbell, on, is, is, Jack is, Campbell, Soupy yeah. was on that, on that list. So mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is you, you, you scored seven goals. Yes. Great. Wonderful. But he did it against the goaltender who had no confidence. And the Oilers, after that game, left him at home to kind of try and regain things. So the fact of the matter is, you're not scoring goals. You refuse to go back to a line that actually had some success. I don't know the ra- rationale. And you're not changing the power play. You, you know, and even the other the other question also, boys, and as I think you probably agree, you have this, quote, deep, deep bench. And I'm not saying that Axel Janssen Fielbe is going to come in and score, you know, four hat-tricks and win this win the game for you. But maybe if you needed a little or, energy, or Carson Coleman, right? But 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 I mean, actually, Hans Vielby at least had some success in the sense that he was feeling good about his game in the, with the Moose. Came up, had some success. You know, why not in a, on a back to back? Even if you want to say you dump, you you controlled the play and you had the better chances, you had the more shots, you possessed the puck more. You know, it, it would have been an opportunity, I think, to at least get some get someone with with some fresh legs and maybe get your your give your your group some jump. Because this team just doesn't have jump. So there's a lot that is lacking. And again, it's top to bottom. And it starts with the coaching staff. And it goes right down through all the players. I mean, this is this is a team loss. I mean, the team is losing as a collective group. We're not hanging this on Mark Shifley alone. Mark Shifley, because, I mean, remember, Mark Shifley wants to be the top paid player on this team. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the top paid player on the team, then you need to produce. He's, he's not going to, like, no offense, but Mark Shifley is not going to receive the same sort of, you know, slings and arrows as Carson Kuhlman if he was playing when there's a big disparity there. Right. So ultimately, you know, Mark Shifley will wear more of this and look at the ice time for the first liners versus the fourth liners. I mean, it's a big disparity. I thought his so. defensive coverage was great on the first goal. Mark, Shifley, <laughs> I mean, Mark Shifley played 21 minutes and 10 seconds tonight. Yeah. Get, um, Nikolai Ehlers played 12 minutes, 12 and a half, 12 minutes and 54 seconds. If you have to tell me which one of those two players was more noticeable. And both of those guys are guys that you're... Uh, Ehlers was lo- far better than Shifley. Far better. Hey, guys, remember when Shifley was benched? Yeah, it was two games ago. 
and and that was the and that was the effort you got in this game. Well, that, that's the part that just doesn't make any sense. It's just that there's and, no. And, and, and again, I you know I'm not attacking Shifley's character. I don't know what's you know if if he's dealing with something off the ice. I have no idea. I I am not in the dressing room. I'm not around the team. I watch these games in my River Heights basement. Okay, yeah. but look at all the other people in the chat. You don't see a lot of people disagreeing with us, do you? Well, because it's hard to. By, it, by the way, was Alex Jones from? Uh, is that the Alex Jones? Al- I hope yeah, it's not the Alex Info Jones Wars. from Infowars. In, in, Infowars.com. <laughs> I just saw Alex Jones was yeah. blocked. I got a little bit nervous there. That guy really scares me. Um, but uh, he yeah, gone. Like, he gone as he. Don't worry. I got. Yeah, I got my eye out, on him. Get him out. Um, I th- I just think it's unbelievable that. I, I mean, the the Jets couldn't score a goal in one of the most important games of the year. And again, like I, I mean, again, it's a you could really flip a coin whether it's going to be the Jets or the Flames. Obviously, I think the Predators losing yesterday and then losing seven nothing to the Rangers. They're that done. you know, as as Dave they're likes done. to say, you know, like the fat lady is sung, right? But um, I don't think I say that anymore. But okay, but, no, I but mean, uh, whatever you want to say. That would be more, Eddie. That'd be more of a dear mama. That'd be more of a dear mama. Sure, it's between. Yeah, there you go. But it's between the Jets and the Flames for that last wild card spot, right? But again, Dave is right. I mean, it's a team loss, and you know, Hellebuck was fine. I mean, I don't think you're going to fault his performance at all tonight. And it's just, you know, again, the leaders. I mean, it was bad. It was bad defensive. Yeah, I didn't think Pierre Luc Dubois had his best game. I mean, he was great in the faceoff circle, but like, who cares about that? Well, I mean, look, when you can't score a goal. I mean, it, that's all that matters. You just can't score a goal. And, and, and you know, Kyle Connor had uh, two shots on goal, and I think one of them came very late in the game, if I'm not mistaken. So he really went the vast majority of the game getting one shot on goal. Pierre-Luc Dubois had one shot on goal. Mark Shifley, as we talked about, had zero shots on goal. You know, Ehlers at least had three shots on goal. He was at least, you know, and, and you could see the frustration was building up in him. He's just started shooting from pretty much anywhere Sorry. because he's like, yeah. you know, that's what we got to do. That's how I got I got to back you up here just to, to further illustrate your point. Yeah. Even strength Corsi for who's number one on the Jets? Ehlers, 80, 85. Well, because, I mean. 12 minutes. 12 minutes. So, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. You know, again, the numbers back this up here. Rick Bonus's usage of Ehlers is bordering on absurd. Borderline coaching malpractice. It's a band. It's my band. I've, I've decided to start a band named Borderline Coaching Malpractice. I'm going to have a lot of time from about the middle of April onward, so I might as well get into the music industry. I People in Denmark any... are going to love us. Like we yeah. just we throw so much love to Ehlers. The Ehlers yeah. family's got to be loving it, loving it, it. It, it. But it's it's just. I mean, it's just you watch the game. You, you know, we watch the game on TV. The guys are you know the coaching staff is watching the game from behind the bench. You're watching the two performances. You're watching the performance of Ehlers. You're watching the performance of Shifley. How are you continuing to tap Shifley on 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 the shoulder and saying, "Get back out there. You're doing such a great job with what you've been doing." They haven't been. I mean, his performance tonight, and I know I'm I'm, I'm getting you know uh, worked up. That performance is inexcusable, especially coming 48 hours or or two games after you got benched. You know, to to come back with that. You know, where is the where is the demand on yourself to be better? You know, has he checked out again? You know, it wasn't that long ago in the offseason where everyone expected that he was going to be traded. I mean, in my opinion, it's time to revisit that again this coming offseason, no matter what happens the rest of the season. I don't know how you can just trot these guys back out of here again. Unless they win the Stanley Cup, right? Oh, well, come on. As I you, know, yeah, I'm, unless, I'm joking Unless here, I grow no. hair again. It's well, not going to happen. Look, 
I think everyone agrees that that effort by the Jets was not enough, not good enough. And I think that the effort by some of the Jets' best veteran core players was not good enough tonight. And, you know, even though your schedule is going to get easier here, right? Arizona, Anaheim, like, it's not a guarantee you're going to beat these teams, guys. This this effort isn't going to be, isn't going to ha- have you beating teams. You know, I'm pretty sure easily. Arizona's on a bit of a heater too. I think they've won. I think they've. They, I think Arizona's on a bit of a heater. I could be wrong. But yeah, I'm pretty it sure usually starts to get hotter in Arizona in this time of year. Yeah, game. I was going to say I'm usually gets into the two in their last ten. Low yeah, I don't care who the Jets are. I don't care who the Jets are playing. If well, I'm you play you, like I'm you just, play I'm, tonight, I'm just saying you're playing a team that's playing well. If you, if you play like you play tonight, you're not going to win. You're nope. just not. I don't care who you're playing in this league. You you just can't come out with this effort and expect to win. And it's one thing to start slow, which, by the way, the Jets didn't do. They had a pretty no, good first five no. minutes, and, of course, they gave up a goal, <laughs> which we'll get into. Might as well start it off now. We were already 33 minutes into the post. Uh, are you sure, Drew? This could be the longest preamble of all time. Yeah, and listen we'll to, get Kitty, into it. to it. Kitty Pup, Drew, there's still, there's still hope. Thank you. Thank you, Kitty Pup. I appreciate the hair club for men. All of a sudden, I'm going to show up with a beautiful, long, flowing wig, a wig and you guys can all start calling me Fabio. Uh, Bald uh, is know. beautiful, by the way. I, hey, look, I, the best decision I ever made, aside from you know, marrying my wife, having kids, blah, 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 is when I finally gave up on the dream that, that I wasn't bald and I went with the, with the head shave. That was the best decision I ever made. That was a COVID decision, and I thank COVID for that. Uh, and for Drew, just, for showing just, me the know, just to, to you know, help you out even more. Big Daddy's starting to get a little bit of bigger of a bald spot, uh, by the way. So you know, it's, you're a uh, hat wearer. That's the difference. I don't wear hats. I don't wear hats as much as Dave M does. I think Dave M showers with his hat on. You're both wearing hats indoors right now. That is such a fashion. And well, I have to. Re- I have to rep the pig. Come on, man. You don't have to rep. You rep anything. You're in your basement. You're wearing sweatpants. Otherwise, I can assure you. I'm not and wearing can... pants. Oh, there you go. Fair enough. You're not wearing pants. <laughs> what are you talking uh, about? I'm letting the boys breathe right now, Drew. Uh, the Betway game recap is brought to you by Betway, one of the most trusted voices in sports betting, both in Canada and all around the world. Betway is the sports betting app that puts you the customer at the forefront with a large selection of betting options and sports as well as strong promotions and fair odds what are you waiting for head on over to betway and bet your way must be 19 years or older to play please play responsibly as i mentioned the jets you know they started they started well they started you know the first five minutes they were badly out shooting st louis you liked how they were playing you know, similar to what you saw yesterday in Nashville, and that's how you wanted to see them start the game. Of course, then, you know, for a team like the Winnipeg Jets, where, you know, the whatever is whatever bad is going to happen is going to happen to them, uh, Kasperi Kapanen opens the scoring at the 404 mark in the first period. His assist to Nick Letty on this one, and it's one nothing St. Louis early in the contest. Again, it, it's a it's a broken play that, that ends up in the back of the net. We saw it happen yesterday in Nashville, but what is the Jets' response going to be as you, but you can talk about the goal first. Well, you know, Josh Morrissey, you know, I wasn't sure what he was doing on this play here. I'm not sure what the forwards were doing on this play. Like the Jets have five players back here, right? Like there's five, five, three forwards and two defensemen back. And, you know, Alexei Torpchenko is the one who starts the play on the rush here. And Blake Wheeler's kind of chasing him around. Uh, and then the point shot comes in. There's a rebound. Then it comes back to um, who's the defenseman. I forget who the defenseman was that it came back to. Um, maybe you guys can back me up here. But uh, And there was a rebound, and Kasperi Kapanen's wide open. Yeah. Right? So, like, it's just, it's just again, the Jets are scrambling around in their own zone. 
And, you know, they just, they, it, it, it just seemed like, you know, the Jets didn't know it was Nick Letty who had the, the point shot and the rebound went to Kasperi Captain. But, you know, it, Sandberg was the other defenseman out there. Blake Wheeler, I remember, was out there. Like, it was just, it was terrible defensive coverage. The Jets are just scrambling around. Mm-hmm. Um, and Connor Hellebuck, how is he going to make that save when, when the puck is going the other way, right? Like, he has to move and, and, and uh, you know, uh, Kapanen is completely wide open, right? So, just terrible defensive coverage. Like, well, and you, how many times have we talked about this uh, again and again, right? Like, yeah, it's, it's just, it's mind boggling sometimes. Like, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, some of the players don't know who they're supposed to take or what they're supposed supposed to do. And that's a huge problem. You know, and, and, you know, Craig Button really illustrated it well, Dave, during the intermission about Mark Shifley's play on, on, on this and just the, the lackadaisical effort that he displays here where there is just no you know demand on his part to get back and prevent this from happening and when you know you don't necessarily you don't think it's going to be a, an opportunity but when you're not doing what you need to do to make sure it's not an opportunity that's when it turns into an opportunity and the blues make no mistake on this one dave no i mean and, and again it's 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 soft defensive coverage, right? And we've talked about this. And the Jets, the Jets just seem to be getting burnt. If there's a mistake to get burnt on, then the Jets get burnt on it. And and unfortunately for them, I don't remember which you know where where that came in the uh, in the sequence of shots. But of course, there was a disparity there, right? I think it was and, five one at that point, something like yeah, that. It was yeah, five, yeah. It was you know the Jets had a had a decent enough lead on them. Right. And so, yeah, you're right, Ezzy. You're not going to blame Connor Hellebuck on that one. It's just you're, you're watching the defense and you're thinking to yourself, like, and and look, Josh Morrison, Dillon, and Sandberg have been the Jets' two best defensemen. So it's not not something we're used to cr- criticizing them for. But at the same time, like, you're sitting there going, what is going on here with this Jets' defense? Like, it's just, it's peculiar. And obviously, both those guys are, are used to playing left side. And so maybe, uh, you know, a little bit of getting caught out of position a little bit. But it's just, it's not a great look for a Jets team that is, again, you're going up against a goaltender who's, who's, and Joel Hofer is a good goaltender. We're not, we're not criticizing him, but he's only playing in his fourth NHL game. Yeah. He's and, got potential and he, and the, and the Blues have a lot of hope for him, but he's right. yeah. playing but in it's his not fourth. Marty Broder in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. You know, so, anyway, so I'm just, I, sorry, I was trying to get an update on Declan Chisholm who, who got hurt in the, uh, or got hit pretty bad in the, in the Moose game. So, well, uh, I didn't get an update. I tried to get one for, for the folks, but I don't have one for the Manuka Moose minute. Sorry about that. Well, forgive so me. I was, I was work, working the phones. I was working the phones as we speak, yeah, as we yeah. do this, do this recap. But look, I mean, it's just, and, and Drew, you said it in your very, very long preamble. Thank you. But the fact, the fact of the matter is, this is a Jets team that has given up a first, it's been playing from behind. Mm-hmm. And look, Ezzy, this is a 2017-18 Jets team. I can't tell you how many times that team played from behind. And Ezzy and I were sitting in the press box together, and we'd be watching these games, and we're like, well, They would find a way to tie the game up and then win always, the game. Always. Right? Always. Like, it was well, never it's a good deflated. No, no. It's just such, like, again, I mean, no, none of us like talking about this. Like, we wish we were talking about a win here. But it's just like, you know, no, nobody watching that game thought that the, you know, that the, the Jets were going to storm back. And, and win this game, right? Like, it just, it, it didn't seem like it was in them. Maybe, Well, you know, after the power play, after the, you know, when the power play, you know, when, when Tory Krug lost his mind at the 13-24 mark of the first period and managed to take 26 minutes in penalties there, you know, he got a two-minute, two for roughing, two for roughing, 10-minute game misconduct, 10-minute misconduct, and another two minutes for unsportsmanlike That's what Theo conduct. Fleury used to do back in the day. Yeah, well, and Theo was going through a few issues there, if you recall correctly. Sure. Uh, you know, you know, when Tory Krug 
took those penalties and, you know, certainly hurt his team in doing so because I still don't know what he was mad about. And the Jets did nothing. And it's one thing if you don't score on the power play. Fine. You want to score, you should score. If you don't score, but you control the play and, you know, and you're doing all the right things like they did yesterday in Nashville. You know, it took them a while to score in Nashville, but there was no question that they were doing the right things in that game. Sure. They weren't doing the right things in tonight's game. And I know the Corsi was in their favor. Yeah, the Corsi was in their favor because, you know, they have more talent than the St. Louis Blues. But at no point, you know, they just, it was all perimeter. It wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't dominant like it was yesterday where you felt like the Jets were going to eventually, right. you know, get one past UC and, Soros. And, and, you know, Nate Schmidt, twice you know had point shots that hit the post right and i mm-hmm. thought schmidt was good tonight yeah but it's all it's almost like is that the point in the season we're at game 71 when we're you know we have our our fingers crossed and we're just hoping that that puck goes in like it's it's unbelievable the lack of finish on this team it really is yeah i mean it, you're absolutely is, are right. you calling for Villy hanola to be recalled is that what you're saying <laughs> no but i wouldn't mind seeing jansen harkins and i've seen a lot of people in the chat and on social media you know and, and i was talking to you about this off air dave like you know, it's it's probably if the Jets are going to call somebody up, it's going to be Harkins or or Jeff Mowat, right? It doesn't matter. I mean, those guys are. I mean, those guys aren't going to be the ones who are going to tr- turn the no, tide but I'm on just saying, I'm just Don't saying. you besmirch the names of Jansen Harkins, Jeff Mowat, no, no, no. or you know anybody else on this about, broadcast. Though, but you know though. very well what I'm talking about. Those guys, yeah, those guys are going to put out a, a yeoman's effort, and yeah, they might get a goal or two or whatever else. But they're not going to be the ones. Drew, who a goal are going or two to, would be uh, welcome. Would be, yeah, I'm like uh, <laughs> Drew. I I got bad news for you. This team's basically been shut out in all their games. So, right. Uh, Look, I'm not. You're right. A goal or two for this team. May not want to turn your nose up at a goal. Or two, it would be manna from heaven. You're not right, you're, you're Dave, not make it happen. Get Jeff yeah. Malott and, and Jansen up again. But I'll, it, make, a, I'll make a it, phone call. It, it, Although, it, it, by the way, don't don't forget about and I'll save this for the Manuk Moose minute. But Dominic Tom Nato, he's got five goals in his last six, four straight. He's had career highs. Jansen Harkins, career highs. Jeff Malott. I mean, I'll, I'll, look, I don't look, it doesn't matter about the personnel. You, you these guys are just the same talent level as everybody else in, in the third and fourth lines. I think the point of the chat, and I think what as he's saying, Drew, is you want to see guys playing with heart. Yeah, yes. you want to see guys playing. Yes. It doesn't matter if it's Jansen Harkins or Kevin Stenlin. But the fact of the matter is, like, like Jeff Mallott, every one of his goals, he's standing in front of the fucking net. Like you're watching him, and he goes, he goes, he tips a shot because he's standing in front of the net. You know, Dominic Tonato goes to the front of the net. Mm-hmm. All these guys go to the front of the net. They go to the hard places. They're not perimeter. Everybody on the Jets plays from the perimeter. Every shot is from the perimeter. These guys are earning their money, right? And these guys are trying to win hockey games for the Moose, and they're hoping they get called up. I mean, right? guys, I got look. Let's put it this way: I don't want to make a, a Ginsburg prediction, but the the Manitoba Moose are the the team in Winnipeg, and the Winnipeg Ice are the teams you're going to be watching play in the playoffs long past the Winnipeg Jets, based on what we've seen this season. No, I, 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 so I don't we, know how. So, I... so, so don't, again, don't turn your nose up at the 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 moose because this be, may very well become a moose post game show come uh, April, middle of April. Uh, look, I don't know how anybody who's going to disagree with that with that assessment. You're right. The moose and and the ice are playing far better hockey and are going to be playing far longer into the postseason than the Winnipeg Jets are if the Jets even make it there. You know, I, I just think about the Jets power play when Krug went nuts. I mean, and then contrast that with the Blues power play and they had a few power play opportunities in this game. They didn't score on the power play either but you just still think about how their puck movement looked versus the jets puck puck movement first of all you know it's just so static and 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 it's you know and i know we can't keep talking about it let's get into driving the second everybody 
okay, yeah, it's driving everybody insane to keep talking about it. I'm just but they, it just nothing changes on it. It's just wild. This uh, is th- this is old school Drew's cold hard rants. Like this is this is uh, you know akin to 2012 when Drew wanted the lockout to be over. You remember that, Dave? And he was just sick of hearing. I think Drew's about to be hosted movies. by hoisted by his own petard in a second. So uh, we'll see. All my old uh, articles. Great reference. Uh, all my old Let's articles uh, are available on illegalcurve.com if you want to see what it used to be like when I used to uh, take my uh, my verbal uh, my verbal uh, assassinations yes. uh, and put pen to paper. Uh, Nathan Walker gets his second of the season. It's at the 1034 mark of the second period. Justin Falk and Logan Brown uh, are the assist getters on this one. And Dylan DeMello loses Nathan Walker. I mean, it's not. This is not a dangerous rush. No, the Blues didn't have very many dangerous rushes, but this is not a dangerous rush as long as you stay with your guy and as long as you tie up a stick. And Dylan Demello is, by and large, a very good defenseman for the Winnipeg Jets. He knows his role. He plays it well. He got beat on this one, and Nathan Walker beats him. But you know, and, and it's two nothing halfway through the second period, and now the Winnipeg Jets are really trying to push the boulder uphill because for all the you know difficulty they had against the Nashville Predators yesterday, they were never down by two goals. And now they're down by two goals. You're at the halfway point of the of the game. How are they going to respond? But first uh, the, the, the breakdown on the goal as yeah, well you just, I mean, you literally just said what it, <laughs> what it was, right? Like, yeah. no, but it's, it's true, right? Like Nathan Walker. Yeah. That was the second of the year, right? Like he's, He's a, he's a good story, right? You know, he's been in, been around for a long time, played in the NHL and the AHL, but like, this is just kind of, it, it's, it's kind of mind boggling, you know, like, and Dylan DeMello is the Jets best defensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's just no, I, I, I don't know, you know, if, if he just thought he, you know, Nathan Walker was going behind the net or what it was because he knew Nathan Walker was behind him, Dave. Right. And, and it was actually two on three, the Jets, because Morrissey was there. Yeah. To basically take, you know, if somebody was going to be driving to the net. Appleton's back there also. And Appleton, you know, Appleton has his man and he's angling him, you know, to the side. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like, um, you know, it's, yeah, you're not going to criticize, uh, you know, Appleton there. Justin Falk uh, was was who, uh, uh, Falk was Appleton's man, yeah. if I can get the words out here. But yeah, I mean, look, look Nathan Walker just kind of sneaks. By, and again, you're not going to blame Hellebuck here. Because it, Walker has a wide open net, it's a nice pass. Falk is a good offensive defenseman. Mm-hmm. Um, Hellbuck's probably thinking, "What the Falk?" Well done, excellent, thank you. You should take the rest of the show off after that one. Uh, really, really well done there. You knew as he was just trying to work that one in. I know he just had to sort of. He yeah. was just building I've been up. Trying to, to work that one in for the last uh, what forty-seven minutes now. Yeah, they they just uh, you built you built up to that one. Uh, two nothing at that point in time. Uh, the Jets have more power play opportunities after that. Uh, they of course don't do anything on the power play. Uh, you know, Braden. Well, and Shen. Drew, look at this comment by Jeff because Jeff is right. I mean, the yeah. P scout. Jeff, I, Jeff just for the knows people, what they're doing. But just just to read it for the people who are doing that, yeah. who are listening on podcast. Jeff uh, indicates the Blues knew what the Jets were doing on the power play before the Jets did. Well, yeah, because they haven't changed. It's still the same. Mm-hmm. It's slow. It doesn't they, like there's no. It's not dynamic. They, they, the players are just not willing to just change the mindset. And to me, if the players aren't willing to change the mindset, change the then change the players. Yeah. Like there's no excuse. And I, it's not about, I don't get, I, like I'm not sitting here with a secretly wearing a Nikolai Ehlers jersey under my, under my very nice illegal curve hoodie. Uh, that's not, I don't really care one way or another. If Ehlers is on power play one, power play two. I just think that the numbers bear out. He should be there, but like do something. 
do something because this, this, everybody knows what you're doing. The pre, like, again, the other teams get paid too. And the other teams get paid to to pre-scout your team just as you pre-scout their teams. And and the fact of the matter is that this Jets power play, when mm-hmm. it could be a difference maker in the time of the season when you could you record, when you need something to be a difference maker, if the players aren't going to be difference makers, if you have something called the man advantage, then you need to take advantage of that man advantage. Not do what the Jets do. Yeah. I mean, again, like I said, and I know I'm going backwards, even though we're trying to we're we're already 48 minutes in and we're only in the second period. But <laughs> the fact of the matter is. I mean, the, the, it was that four-minute power play mm-hmm. was abysmal. Well, it really was abysmal. Like you watched it, and you're thinking to yourself, like, what? Like, how is it that the Jets? How is it not- getting worse? Well, right? Like, <laughs> look what I how, tweeted. How could something? How could be something? Something dreadful be getting worse? I, I, I tweeted it. I mean, the the Jets power play, and then I tweeted it after the four-minute man advantage, the Tory Krug uh, the ball. Yeah, yeah. I said the Jets power play is five players working as individuals attempting hope plays. Because that's all that was. There was no continuity there. I had no idea you were a poet, Drew. Thank you. I also write greeting cards and I do haiku on the side. <laughs> but uh, well, can I? And you know, what? let me just quote a, a former. By the way, you're 100 uh, percent right there, Drew. Like it, love, it really I, is that. It's well, not Ezzy, a connected I, power play. And you know what? As it's kind of like, and I just want to quote Pascal Vincent because what he used to call he used to call what Drew just talked about secret plays. When you're the only one who knows. What now? It's not really a secret play because yeah, everybody knows what you're gonna do in theory. But mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is, this team is just—they're just—it's just so telegraphed. It really is. I guess actually, it has nothing to do. I just wanted to drop a Pascal Vincent reference. But the fact of the matter is, it's just—it's so telegraphed what this team is gonna do. And and again, nobody in front of the net. Like who's in front of the net? Who's who's? I mean, everybody is on the perimeter. And yeah. I'm sitting there going, okay. And and again, if you attack them with speed, we saw. Think about it. Going back all the way to the San Jose Sharks game when the sharks attacked the jets power play with speed and the jets didn't have an answer for it the penalty kill sitting, uh, the, the penalty kill the sharks you mean well i'm saying yeah of course yeah, the, the sharks, sharks penalty, penalty kill on the jets power play yes. we're not talking about the jets penalty kill we're talking about yeah. the jets power play yeah. so the the fact is that the jets the sharks attacked them with speed the jets didn't have an answer because they're not again rick bonus is talking about it. it's good to talk about it it's good to say yeah we need to play with speed we need to whip that puck around don't stop i mean the crazy part is all of the, the fact you know the craziest part is the fact that this team has played together for as much as they have, they shouldn't need time to make decisions. They, they should know where Josh Morrissey is going to be. They should know where Blake Wheeler is going to be. They should know where Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele, all of these guys, Pierre-Luc Dubois. You know where these guys are. You've played together enough times. And yet, they're slow. They're methodical. They're taking too much mm-hmm. time. And again, every team knows how to anticipate it and kill it right now. You know, and predictable isn't necessarily a bad thing if you are damn good at being predictable. The Washington Capitals power play right. has been predictable, you know, with Alex Ovechkin, uh, you know, in the Ovechkin one-timer spot. It's been predictable for the last, you know, decade plus. The difference is it's better than, and even though you can predict what's going to happen, it's still better than, than, than your penalty kill. Also, the they won are, a Stanley Cup in 2018. Well, that too. You know, that the Jets, pa- Jets penalty kill is both, or the Jets power play is both predictable and bad. It's like, so no wonder it's not going to succeed. It's because, you know, everything you're doing is just so obvious, but you're not doing it well even. It, 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 it's just frustrating, as you can as you can sort of hear it in all of our voices, and we can read in all the comments in the chat. Ooh, the comments um, are fired up. The chat is fired the, up. We are the voice of we the want, chat. We are the voice. We are well, the people. We are, you know, especially when there needs to be accountability. You know, we and, you know, sometimes the chat is more, 
uh, you know, ready to burn people at the stake than we are because there's a time and a place for it. And you can't go, but you can't go back to that uh, on uh, after every single loss in the course of a season. But tonight's loss was just that bad by the Winnipeg Jets. I just uh, think, you know, again, like I, I, I see a few people, you know, making comments about, you know, that we weren't critical of Ehlers enough and we're being too critical of, of Mark Shifley. Like Mark Shifley is not a little boy anymore. Mark Shifley, last time I checked, how old is he? 29, 30 years old? Like he is paid money to be, to score goals, be a leader on this team, be one of the best players. And he wasn't tonight. Has he had a good year offensively? Yes. But, you know, defensively, how many times have we talked about, you know, his performance? And again, it's not just on him. Right, like well, it's I mean, not just I, on him. And Kyle Connor wasn't good enough tonight. Pierre Luc Dubois was not good exactly, enough tonight. Exactly. Right? There's a lot of guys that were not good enough tonight. But I think he, I would put Shifley at the top of the list. Mark Shifley say, to me is at the top of the list of guys who were not good enough by far. And, and, and I, in, in case you were wondering, he didn't speak to the media. What was he asked for? I don't know. I don't know the details. I don't know. Uh, I don't okay. know any of that. But anyway, uh, no, I was going to say, and coincidentally, and just I don't a even bit of, really care about that because I almost assume I, yeah, he's not going to talk anymore. Right. Well, who cares anyways, but, but who cares what they ha- any of these guys have to say after a game. But, but the fact is coincidentally, and just a little bit of, uh, you know, interesting, uh, you, you'd think that maybe it would have had a little bit of an impact, but, uh, he played his 713th game as a Winnipeg jet. Of course, the first ever draft pick, uh, as he was at that draft in St. Paul back in 2011, he's the first ever. And he played his 713th game, which matched Dale Howard, Chuck, his idol, his mentor and his coach. Uh, and of course the former Winnipeg Jets 1.0 great for the number of games worn in a Winnipeg Jets uniform. So anyways, little, uh, little, uh, Jets 1.0 Jets 2.0, uh, knowledge there for, for the folks in the chat. There you go. The goal scoring is uh, wrapped up at the 12 minute mark of the third period. Jacob Rana, who was available on waivers earlier this year, and of course was acquired by the Blues, I believe, for a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken. Some, some very a, low a prospect low and, a, and a fifth rounder. Yeah. Was that what it was? Okay. Uh, I thought those were actually, honestly, Drew, you watch, you watch him play tonight and the way he scored on the breakaway, you're like, why weren't more teams trying to claim him off waivers? Well, uh, you know, obviously there's, I mean, he was in the player assistance program earlier this sure, year. when he was player. With oh, I know he's a good player. He's a good offensive player. I know, I know, I know. So I don't know, but I don't know the, the, the yeah, ins sure. and outs and the particulars yeah. of, of what's going on there. But uh, look, he, he can play, you know, when, even when he was on the Red Wings. You know, he he was a player for them. He wasn't just a passenger. He was a guy who could play uh, for the for the Detroit Red lots Wings. Lots of skill. Yeah, yeah, lots of skill. Exactly right. Uh, he gets his fifth, a sixth. Part of me assist to Kasperi Kapanen. Uh, you know, and that's it. You know, at the 12 minute mark, that was it uh, for tonight's game. If it wasn't already over before that, it's a breakaway. I don't know what you want from Connor Hellebuck. You don't score any goals. I mean, you don't score any goals. What do you want from Connor Hellebuck, folks? I mean, you know, it, it, it's just that simple. You know, you, you have to find a way to get a goal past Joel Hofer. You have to find a way to get a goal past Thomas Grice. That weird, you know, two and a half minutes where, uh, you know, where Hofer's uh, skate blows up and they have to bring in Grice. And which cost him the shutout, by the way. Yeah, which as a result does it means that it's not a it's not considered a shutout for Joel Hofer, which is really weird and bizarre and uh, you know one of those nhl rule book quirks uh but you know look a just a terrible night for the winnipeg jets that's just you know being as blunt it as really is be, it really a is a terrible and, night for the winnipeg right. jets. And, and they can still make the playoffs and i still think they will and you know i think most people you know sorry i should say i think you know we would probably get you know varied opinions on that based on how they've played as of late right there's been a lot of losses that's been well documented 
Um, but you know, you're, you're going to have to win, you know, more games than you would have if you won this game. That's the whole thing, right? Like if you would have picked up four points in Nashville and Missouri, you would have, you know, it would have been a lot easier for you to lock down that last play wild card spot, Dave. Right. But now yeah. the flames have a game in hand and, you know, it's not going to be easy to beat the Kings tomorrow. Um, but you know, oh, no, they play, they play the, wait, are you talking about the jets or no, he's talking about the flames, oh, about the, the flames, flames. The yeah, flames yeah, play yeah, the right. Kings. And then, yeah. uh, who else do they play? The ducks. I forget. Ducks. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the Flames, Tuesday night, before Tuesday's night Jets game has started, they could only be two points above the Flames. Yeah. Well, and, you know, and again, as he just that's quickly... A, that's close. I mean, that's as close as it gets, really. But not only that, what it, what it, like... One point would be closer. The craziest part is, you had the potential <laughs> to be seven points up. Yeah. And, I mean, and that and look, and with Nashville getting just pummeled today, yeah. it was like, Nashville was done at this point, right? I mean, I, I think we all agree. Good night, Nashville's, Irene. Yeah, they're well, done. So they, I mean, I'm not saying yeah. it's not impossible, but I'm saying they're most likely with losing the Jets and losing to uh, losing the way they did. Uh, it seems more likely, especially with the strength of schedule, you know, continuing to be difficult for Nashville. So mm. Nashville's likely done. But again, you could have had the opportunity for Calgary, who had a lead against Dallas, blew it, only got a single point out of yesterday's game, and yeah. then have a tough game tomorrow against the Kings team, who I said on yesterday's show, they're the hottest team in the Western Conference. I think uh, even more than Minnesota. Okay, somebody's got to put up that comment from Chris Thiessen. Sorry, send Wheeler to Arizona, reunite the lad little Wheeler line. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're right, Dave, but you're right. Sorry, Dave. I mean, I just saw a puffy tail and got excited. Yeah, but you're, Dave, Dave, you're not wrong. The Jets knew coming into today's game, they knew that a win puts them six up. Yeah. Puts them six up. It ties them with the Seattle Kraken for the first wild card spot. Yeah. You know. They knew that they didn't have to scoreboard watch. You know, they they got the scoreboard watch Calgary and Dallas last night. Mm -hmm. It was there for the taking, and six points in this day and age in the NHL is a significant number to overtake. And this yeah. is what they come up with. That's why it's inexcusable. It's there for the taking, and the Jets just played patty cake and sent it right back to the Calgary Flames and said, "No, no, you can have it." And we'll see if I don't think either team wants it to be honest with you. Has anybody well, actually ever played patty cake? I mean, people always talk about patty cake, but does anybody patty actually play it? Bakers, man, bake me. Don't what kind of dad are you? Don't you never play? As he patty wasn't cake just... with, your, with your kids, I'm reading Shakespeare with my kids, Drew. Yeah. <laughs> Show's over, Shakespeare. Yeah, there you go. A2 Brute, and then he went. Uh, the Winnipeg Jets lose three nothing tonight, uh, to the St. Louis Blues. Uh, the Seagram shot of the game, I guess maybe we'll give it to Nikolai Ehlers and his attempted fight. There were no shots that were really on goal that were worthwhile, so maybe Nikolai Ehlers attempting to take a shot at Braden Shen's jaw, uh, will be our Seagram shot of the game. Seagram's 83 Manitoba's favorite Canadian whiskey. I know a lot of people who were turning to the bottle while watching tonight's Jets Blues game. Seagram's proud sponsor here of the Illegal Curve post game show, available at your local liquor mart or wherever fine liquor products are sold. Big thanks to Seagram's for their continued support of the Illegal Curve post game show. I did do a hundred piece puzzle with Ariella recently. Are you good at jigsaw puzzles? Um, I was never a puzzler. Yeah. Um, but my daughter, Ariella, likes, she loves doing puzzles. So right. the fact that she loves it gets me into it. Yeah. Okay. So I, I really love the uh, Ravensburger line of products. Okay. Well, thank you there. Uh, plug for the Ravensburger type of jigsaw puzzles, officially endorsed by Ezra Ginsburg. Oh, hang on. I'm getting word. Yes, their stock has plummeted horrendously, <laughs> is what just happened. Uh, we'll be back. Been puzzling each, it's like HQ trivia. 
That's right. <laughs> HQ trivia. Wow. That's a deep cut you're pulling back out there. I haven't heard anyone reference HQ trivia. There was something trivia on CNN about the, the fall of HQ trivia. So that's why it was just fresh in my mind. CNN? Well, how the hell did you end up on CNN? What happened to your. Did you sit on the remote and couldn't find it for a little while? What happened? <laughs> every, every now and again, I like to tune into Anderson. There you go. Much more to come. It's the Illegal Curve post-game show. Drew Mandel, Dave Manouk, Ezra Ginsburg with you on this Sunday evening. Smash the like button. Yeah, exactly. Smash the like button. We'll be right back. Jerry Seinfeld, Chris Rock, John Stewart, Dennis Miller, Brad Garrett, the biggest acts and all the up-and-comers. They've all made their mark at Rumors Comedy Club, North America's longest-running independent comedy club. Rumors has kept Winnipeg laughing for over 25 years. When was the last time you laughed out loud? Make it a great night out with friends or book your office or birthday party, even a fundraising event at Rumors. Get all the details and dates on upcoming shows at RumorsComedyClub.com. He winds up. Oh, looks like Ezzy took that one right in the choppers. A blistering fast puck hurts like H-E double hockey sticks. That's why I let the pros at Linden Market Dental Center turn my yow into wow. Get your brilliant smile back with state-of-the-art restorative and cosmetic dentistry from real pros. And remember, always wear a mouth guard. Now that's solid on ice advice. Learn more at LindenMarketDentalCenter.com. Creating smiles for life. Whoa, Ezzy, everything okay? You look stressed. Of course I'm stressed. We're moving, the house is upside down, the kids failed miserably at packing the fine china, and my life is in chaos. Chaos! Yes, that does sound like a problem. What am I going to do? Ezzy, relax. Rolly's transfer moving and storage is the answer. With 60 years of experience in moving Manitobans and a track record of exemplary customer service, one call to Rollies and your stress is gone. No job is too big or too small. Just visit Rollies.com and they will take it from there. Thanks, Dave. And thank you, Rollies Transfer Moving and Storage, online at Rollies.com. Dave, my man, why are you in the car already? It's hours until game time. Uh, Drew, it's because I'm stressed out right now, driving around downtown Winnipeg, looking for a parking spot, and I'm not finding one. I've lost Ginsburg. I don't even know where that guy is right now. Dave, haven't I taught you anything? Do what I do. Pre-book your entire month's worth of game day parking with the Grid Park app. It's super easy to use and saves me both time and stress. Well, Drew, I'm not independently wealthy like you are. So I'm sorry that I don't have millions of dollars to pre-book my parking month in advance. What's that going to cost you? $25? How about five bucks? Come on, five dollars? No yep. way. Five bucks. I'm not telling you a lie. And our listeners can get a free park with the new special promo code, Illegal Curve. Guess what? There's more. Come on, there's more, Drew. You're lying to me. What more could there be? Grid Park now has underground parking, so my car can stay warm during the game. So wait a second. Wait a second. All, all the driving around I do, looking for parking, minus 40. You're telling me I could be toasty warm in a car after the hockey game. That's exactly what I'm telling you. Underground parking. Just download the Grid Park app. That's G-R-Y-D Park. And use the code Illegal Curve. All one word. You'll park for free your first time. 
Hi, it's Drew from Illegal Curve here. Selling your home can be stressful, but it wasn't for me. Thanks to my friends at Zapia Group Realty, they made the process so easy. My home sold within 48 hours and with multiple offers. Zapia Group Realty took care of everything with their exquisite customer service and attention to detail. If you want to sell your home for more in less time, get started by talking to Frank and Mauro Zapia of Zapia Group Realty. Online at zapiagroup.com. For three generations and over 80 years, Tough Duck has been making apparel that works and plays as hard as the people who wear it. From jackets to work boots and everything in between, Tough Duck's clothing can handle the harshest environments, even the illegal curve hockey show. Work to live, live to play. Visit toughduck.com. 9.45, welcome back to the Illegal Curve post-game show. Our weekend full of shows is rapidly coming to a conclusion. We thank everyone for joining us for all of them. We'll wrap it up here with some contests and some moose news and all that good jazz, but we'll be back at it on Tuesday night as the Jets and the juggernaut Arizona Coyotes will do battle in downtown Winnipeg. By the way, uh, thanks to Bailey, as always, our official intern for providing these quotes but like yeah. that quote could have easily come from a week ago or three months ago why well, that that's a quote of a coach who's 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 out of who's out of ideas that's the quote of a coach who doesn't know what uh what 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 more to do to she be reading the, the quote drew she yes. reading the quote for the people thank you who are watching the podcast or listening on the podcast i love how dave is always thinking of the podcast yeah, he's right though because so we quote... have our chat people we have our chat people and our podcast people some are do both Right, yeah. but we, we always a have lot to of, think about the podcast, people. and I appreciate it because the folks who listen to the podcast are religiously listening to that podcast. And mm-hmm. and if I don't get it up right away, there's a lot of uh, consternation oh, yeah. among people the IC nation. Yeah. And, yeah. and 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 but it's actually helped me because I think I think it was after the Tampa one for whatever reason I had posted it, thought it was out, and tweeted it, blah blah blah. And then like the next morning, people are like, "Dave, what gives? I'm waiting for my. I want to listen to the podcast. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's been up, and I go and check. I'm like." It's not up. What's going on? Gadzooks. So I went and I checked. And sure enough, I, I like egads. <laughs> regardless, I, I post got it up quickly. And then sure enough, people are able to listen to me and Drew talk about that Jets Tampa Bay game. I can't, honestly, the games have been such, they've been, it's just a blur. I couldn't even tell you yeah. what I said on that post. Every, show every day all. is Groundhog Day, right? Drew? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, Rick Bonus, I talk a lot about timely goals. Those are the goals that give you that boost and get you going again. Uh, that's from the Jets head coach. I talk a lot about timely goals. Like I want one goal. Yeah. Uh, continuing when it doesn't go in, you've just got to stay in the fight and keep pushing. Uh, so we're back to the stay in the, uh, stay in the fight, uh, uh, expression. Uh, the only thing it was missing was as long as we stick together, we'll be all right. Yeah. Uh, Rick bonus. Uh, we came out of the gate. Great. Yes, they did for the first five minutes. Then they gave up a goal and that was the end of that right there. What are they and horses? Is- well, well, and, and they did start right. And, and the thing is like, you know, that to me is not coaching. Like when, when, when you're rolling like the Lowry Baron line and, and, you know, or sorry, actually Baron was on the fourth line. Uh, I'm not sure if he played the whole game there, but you know, I guess I was watching. I should know that, but I'm a little bit, I, I guess, uh, you know, I, I sometimes get distracted, but I mean, yeah. look at, I mean, it, it, the, the, the effort that you saw in the first three or four minutes wasn't consistent throughout the game. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and that to me is not on coaching. And that that is on the players there, and you know, 
uh, yeah, you you like you know the, the the offense that the Jets generated at times, but how how happy can you be with it when they didn't score any goals? Uh, Rick Bonus, we had the four check going. We hit the crossbar on a tip. We were jamming the net. We were doing all of the things we had talked about, and then they go down and score. We didn't handle it very well from that point. So, you know, so you have a little bit of adversity, and you immediately curl up in in the fetal position. I mean, like that's I just. Said- yeah, but Drew, that's what happen. that's and that's what I said about uh, you know, as and I when we'd watched the the previous iterations of this Jets team, it was never you, you never thought about that. You thought uh, as he would say to me, the Jets would be down like that's what happens goals. in hockey, Dave. Like a team, you get a lot of chances, you don't score a team score, so you go back and score it. Like, what are we talking yes, yes. about here? Like, but again, me, uh, Bones is just narrating what happened in the game there. Yeah, but as like I said, <laughs> yeah. you, you, like it's it's crazy because it, back in the day we'd watch these games and you'd be like, okay, like. The Jets are still going to win. You'd say that to me. You'd be like, "All right, they're, they're they're down two goals, three goals. This team can win. This team doesn't have that same gumption, if you will. And mm-hmm. it's just, it's just, you're never thinking, okay, they're going to get back into this game and and win this game. I could yeah. tell you about another team that I think can do that. After the, after we give away a tough duck toque, we're going to give it away to Ezzy, who is the winner of tonight's tough duck toque. Yeah, we're going to give it to Dan Miller. Uh, you got Hang the on, comment. Before, up. before you go any further, I need to know if this is the same Dan Miller who uh, sent me a tweet calling me a jackass about an hour ago. So I want to know if it's the same Dan Miller. Because, Dan, look, you can call me a jackass. I just ask you to treat me with a little bit more respect and do what Dave and Ezzy do, and that's call me Mr. Jackass. That's yeah, like, what are you talking about? I ask funny. of you that's is funny. just to call me Mr. I didn't know Mr. that there was, a, there was a... You guys, oh, no, Dan Miller's, this Dan Miller is defending himself, saying, no, not the same. Oh, okay. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for not calling me. A well, I was going to say Dan Miller, you know, there's other, I imagine there's other Dan Millers out there. Yeah, I'm sure right? there are. So, I just didn't know. I just had a Dan Miller call yeah. me a jackass. Don't so I didn't paint know it was all me. Dan Millers with one brush, Drew. I'm not. Yes. I would never do especially, anything. Whoa, especially a Dan Miller who is a tough duck, hardest hitting comment winner, Drew. Why? There you go. But as he doesn't know that, had as he known that if it was the same Dan Miller. As he still, for the record, for the record, as he still would have selected Dan Miller. Oh, he would have given same. him two tukes. He would have given him two tukes for calling me a jackass. Anyways, are you going to read the comment or what? Yeah, there we go. I heard a stat a few weeks back that over the previous month, the Jets' top six was a minus 57. That says it all, not willing to play tight D and and can't score. And really, that to me is is really kind of sums up what the problem in this game was. Let's, let's, you know, forget the whole, you know, you need depth scoring and you need everything like that. Like, this was a game in which your best players had to be your best players. That's your top six. Uh, and they just weren't tonight. And yeah. I, I think, you know, that was obvious to anybody watching this game. I don't think they were that great yesterday either. Right? Like, and, and that's that's a real concern when you're at game 70, game 71 of the season. But Dan, send me an email, Ezra at IllegalCurve.com with your mailing address and Tough Duck will ship out a tube to you. There you go. Congratulations to this Dan Miller who does not think that I'm a jackass or maybe he does. He just hasn't called me a jackass on Twitter uh, very recently. So, you know, either way, good on you, Dan Miller. Uh, Dave, the Illegal Curve merchandise contest for tonight's game. The way to enter the merchandise contest, you hit the drop down arrow on the YouTube channel. You hit the go to our website. You click the link. You'll see the contest page. There's a whole bunch of things you can do to gain entries into the merchandise contest, including one of them is entering the unique code word that you can only get after each and every Winnipeg Jets game here on the YouTube channel or on the podcast version of the show. 
today's unique code word, Hofer Mania. That's not awesome, quite dude. WrestleMania. That's about two weeks away, but Hofer Mania in honor of Joel Hofer, the goalie who got the shutout that wasn't a shutout tonight against the Winnipeg Jets. World Junior Gold Medalist, Drew. There you go from and Winnipeg, Winnipeg of course. Boys. Yeah, exactly. And Winnipeg. Oh yeah, uh, well, Hofer, we already mentioned that earlier. Yeah, Hofer H O H O F E R Mania M A N I A. What were they, can you stop interrupting me when I'm trying to read out the word there, Manuk? And Ginsburg as he jumped in there too. For the okay, and then who's the merchandise winner, Dave? Well, put their name up. James Ham. James Ham. Good friend of the show. That's not kosher. Uh, I knew you were going to say it that. Is, it is. It is not. His name is not kosher, but that's all. All good. We still win him. Uh, he's still the winner, I should say, of the illegal curve merch contest. So, uh, well done to James Ham. Thank you for entering. And like Drew said, everybody else, get your entries. One way you can enter: go on the podcast, leave a comment on the podcast, let me know that you've left a comment on the podcast, and you'll get bonus entries. So, just just a thought, folks. Doesn't have to be a positive comment. We prefer them. But just let us know what you think. Let other people know what you think. It's yeah. a good way to help spread the word of a legal curve. And exactly. boys, we're getting some breaking news here. Spencey's saying that his dad, uh, James, uh, pardon me, Joel Hofer's dad, Steve Hofer, is his piling guy. So I, I'm curious to know if 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 Steve Hofer is Drew's piling guy because Drew obviously has piling money. <laughs> Aren't you the guy who's getting the foundation of his house fixed right now? No, it's done. Oh, good. How was that? Yeah. Well, I think it's going to be okay. I mean, it's been winter, Drew, so we're not getting any water in our basement in winter. But I, I, I think that I, you know, hopefully uh, the job that Sneaky Leaks did uh, works. Okay, well, fingers crossed that Ginsburg isn't uh, shop vacuuming out the basement during the post game show. Well, there won't be a post game show. I have to do that, that again. again. I did that for many, many hours. That last April was not fun here. No, it certainly wasn't. You're not alone in the, in, in that uh, phenomenon of Spencer. Uh, you're happens, right, by the way. River happens when you build a on a swamp. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Muck, shouldn't muck. Yeah, it's one thing. It's one thing for that our ancestors stopped here, particularly those who stopped here in the winter. It's another thing that then they built on the swampland as well. So maybe they're well, over two. We can't all live in, in you know tuxedo where the streets are paved with gold. I don't live in tuxedo as well. <laughs> did. I live in Crescentwood. Yes, but I don't live. No, we in know Tuxedo. that's where you. That's where you snub Murat. Yes, I just right, have an exactly. infer- inferiority complex to Drew to uh, to Drew and Tuxedo. Let's be honest. I don't live in Tuxedo. You don't have to have an inferiority know, complex to I me. Know, I, know. I don't live there. You have I'm an inferiority complex you. to a lot of other people, but not me. You have or, or childhood neighborhood. Childhood neighborhood. Let me phrase. Let me rephrase. If you want to have an inferiority complex to me, there's a lot of other things that you can feel inferior about. Yes. Just not the fact that I Such live in Tuxedo. Such as your success. There you go. My other successes. Exactly right. Things of that nature. My millions of dollars, <laughs> as we like to say Love on the uh, on the uh, Grid Park commercial. Dave M, let's wrap up this weekend full of shows as we can only do. Put on your antlers. It's time for the Manuk Moose Minute on the Illegal Curve Hockey Show. Well, hello. Let's talk some moose hockey. The moose concluding a seven-game set that took started in Abbotsford. They went to Iowa, stopped for one game in Rockford, concluded with two against the Chicago Wolves, uh, beat them, pummeled them a little bit, although the game was a little bit closer to the score indicated. Six to one uh, yesterday in Chicago, and the Moose were looking to end it. That made them two, two, and two on this road trip, and they were looking to end it with a uh, good effort in Chicago. A uh, couple lineup moves. Daniel Torgerson came out, the Jets' 2020 second rounder. 
uh, White Bond Giovanni drew in for him, and then Jimmy Olney, the captain, and Ashton Sautner from uh, Ezzy's hometown of, or Ezzy, sorry, John's hometown of. There you go. Of uh, why am I forget? Why am I Flint to Benny Flanagan? Flint, Flint to Benny Flanagan. Yeah, uh, came in for Tyrell Bauer. Sorry, <laughs> T. Conapoli and Dean Stewart, and of course, Oscar Salmon and got the net from Arvid Holm, who had it in yesterday's win. Unlike in yesterday's game, no quick scoring for either team. No scoring, in fact, in that first period. But when the scoring got underway, it was Dominic Tottenato, one player we've been talking about, who set a career high in goals yesterday. Well, he added to that with his 16th of the season. He has five goals in his last six games, and he's a little bit on fire, uh, playing up on that top line with the Manitoba Moose. And then when the Chicago tied it, and then Tyler Boland, I think it was his eighth goal of the season, he ripped the shot. Jimmy only picked up his first point of the game. But like in uh, some other games this during this road trip, Moose gave up the lead and were fighting to come back. And with unlike the Jets, of course, with the extra man on the ice for the Moose, uh, they ended up tying it. Jansen Harkins, again, much like Tonato, he also has set a new record for uh, goals, did it in 40 less games than when he had it in, uh, I think it was 18-19. But he got his 17th of the year, and that tied the game late in the third period. Harkins had a chance actually to end the game uh, in OT, had a really nice play, just shot it just wide. Game went to Ezzy's favorite thing called the shootout. And in the third round, after neither team had scored in the first two, uh, Cole Meyer, the alternate captain, he scored a nice snipe up top, top corner. And then Oscar Salmon made the stop. So the Moose went 3 2 and 2 on this road trip, and they improved the 33 19, 5 and 3 during the uh, on the season. And they are temp- they were temporarily in second place. Uh, I think they jumped ahead of Milwaukee, but Milwaukee, I think, either won. Milwaukee either won or got a point. I'm not sure what they're, but they basically are now two, they're one point back of both Milwaukee and Texas who are in first place. So it is a very tight three-way waist, waist, three-way waist, that wascally wabbit, three-way race. wabbit, former icy guest. Former icy guest. So look, the the Jansen Harkins is doing well. Dominic Toninato is doing well. Jeff Malott's doing well. We've talked about it. This whole crew, Alex Limoges, doing well like these guys are producing for the Manitoba Moose uh the defense is getting it done and um I was looking something up sorry I was looking at the standings to see exactly for the folks who are listening on the podcast so the Milwaukee Admirals Texas Stars have 75 points with 60 games played the Manitoba Moose have 60 games played 74 points they're one point back and then Iowa is seven points back in and they have Moose have two games in hand on them so it's a one, two, three race between those two, those three teams. Sorry for the top three spots. It'll jock, they'll jockey around four position and we'll see how it ends up. Wouldn't it be something if the Moose end up having to play Milwaukee again in a, a first round of a playoff series? Wouldn't that be something? But regardless, a lot of excitement with the, uh, the, the Moose, the Jets Farm Club, and uh, things are happening down there. And again, like I said, I didn't have an update on Declan Chisholm, who uh, had a bad hit in this game. And I'm not certain why Daniel Torgerson wasn't playing so i'll see if i can get an update on that as well and we'll hopefully have that for the moose are traveling tomorrow I believe they're off on tuesday but i'll see if i can work my sources and get some information for folks to find out what's going on with those two guys and just and all the, jump, the, yeah sorry go I'm ahead i was gonna say and when dave gets that information all the updates will be available on illegalcurve.com i should actually check to see sorry as i i not to interrupt you can finish your thought but i was just gonna say i should actually check to see if the illegal curve uh, tickets machine is turned on right now, because mm-hmm. I want to make sure we don't have tickets to give away for the next game. 
which is our next game. As you can finish your thought, then I'll tell well, the folks. I, all I was going to say one. was, is it uh, a Wednesday? You can give the tickets away on Tuesday. Yeah, let's do it Tuesday, Dave. I just I was really a lot less depressed when you were talking about the Moose and the fact that they win, and just hearing <laughs> you talk about their success made me feel a lot better. Um, this is going to be my only opportunity to probably ever address this on a legal curve. But Rob Noakes just brought up Reed Simpson, who's of course very tough, played for the Devils and other teams uh, from Flin Flon. Uh, he's a pro scout for the Habs, and I got a chance to actually talk to him and 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 uh, mention this to him. Reed Simpson's mom was a dancer in my dad's high school band, if you can believe that. Really? That's from Flin Flon. So, yeah, I mean, my dad knows Reed Simpson's parents really well, right? So I uh, just thought I'd get that in for Rob Noakes. I think he'll like that one. That uh, Yeah, for those who didn't know, he's a pro scout for the Habs. At least last time I, I was aware he was a pro scout for the Habs. Oh, it's it's, n- it's nice that one of the pro scouts we know still talks to you. The other one uh, wants nothing to do with you. I saw Richie today. It was a oh. great, we had a great little chat. That's nice. Well, for the folks who are wanting to go to a Moose game, I can't tell because I, I don't know why my Ticketmaster thing is, the uh, my login isn't working. But once I log back, figure out how to log back in, I will know. And as Drew said, the game, the first game of eight, I believe that the Moose are going to be playing. That's they correct. are um, uh, won't be Wednesday until Wednesday. For, yeah. And so they're playing. Who are they playing? They're playing uh, Rockford. Rockford. So they've got two against Rockford Wednesday, were Wednesday and Friday, and then uh, Laval, Laval, and then Abbotsford. And then Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids should be fun, but uh, the Moose can make some, do some damage, and uh, again continue to go on a run. And quickly, I should mention the Winnipeg Ice made uh, made history today. They set the record for the most wins in a 68 game season for a WHL club. So they got their 55th win, uh, beating Prince Albert, who was the previous record holder at 54. Congratulations to the Ice. That's an impressive, impressive achievement as they have their eyes firmly set on the Memorial Cup this season. Well, gentlemen, that has been uh, one, two, three shows since 9 a.m. yesterday. So that's a lot of good work on all of our parts and a lot of good work on the parts of all of you in our listening and viewing audience. We always appreciate you joining us throughout our Saturday show and our post-game shows. We also want to say a big thank you to our sponsors as Frosty Winnipeg put it up on the screen. Our friends at Rumors Restaurant and Comedy Club club uh linden market dental center zapia group realty betway they're the title sponsor of the post game show tough duck boston pizza seagrams rollies transfer grid park and the keg support these fine businesses because of their continued support of illegal curve hockey if you haven't already done so smash the like button subscribe to the youtube channel subscribe to the podcast leave us feedback here there everywhere everywhere including itunes and other places like that always love getting the feedback on our podcast uh, feed as well we appreciate all the support you find folks show us on a night in night out basis all the latest winnipeg jets news is available on illegalcurve.com we're back in action tuesday Tuesday night, we're going to take tomorrow off, but we'll be back in action Tuesday night following the Jets and the Arizona Coyotes, uh, the latest in a series of must-win games as the Jets look to flush the stink of tonight's debacle. They lose 3-0 in St. Louis. For Ezra Ginsburg, for Dave Manuk, I'm your host, Drew Mandel. Until Tuesday night at 9.45, we wish you good night and good luck, and thanks for watching the Illegal Curve post-game show. Thanks for listening to this broadcast from Illegal Curve Hockey. For more great Illegal Curve content, subscribe to the Illegal Curve YouTube channel, 
Follow at Illegal Curve on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, and visit your online home for hockey in Winnipeg, IllegalCurve.com.